Overflow. We are back to continue to talk about the letters to the seven churches. No um, way. Let, yes, Ryan, wow. because you brought the fire on Sunday. Oh my goodness. Oh, you did. Um, I, I listened to the first service backstage and people were like, talk, where I was in Alex's office. I was like, shh, shh, shh. he is literally spitting fire right now. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> um, it was one of those where the Lord takes over and you walk off stage and you're like, no idea what just happened. Well, Couldn't we, tell you what I said. Uh, we could tell that. Honestly, <laughs> and it was, we know it, it, was got, you, trust me. it was dead silent backstage. <laughs> wow. and we we're just listening and like, this is so good. Mm. Um, so I hope people were edified and sharpened and um, just had their eyes refixed on Jesus after that message. It was just yeah. too good. So we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, but first, Sally, can I do a question? Yes, you can. Oh, what? <laughs> All right. I got seven. Um, first question. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. All right. If this is a good one, uh, we'll Alex, see, I think, we'll see. I think I'll be the judge. Oh, you know what would be fun is if I could pick what your answer will be. All right. <laughs> if you opened a store, what would you sell mm -hmm. and what would its name be? By the way, these are questions with the title of 200 Funny Questions to Ask Your Friends to Strengthen Your Bond. Oh, I feel our bond strengthened. <laughs> I right want to be strengthened so. to you guys. All right. So, yeah, I, I think I got, I'll go so y'all can think because I already was able to think and I might steal Alex's. But the thing I would sell would be um, Jordans. I knew no you were going to say way. shoes. shoes. Yeah. I knew you were going to say shoes. And here's what's funny is like, I I, I would, I love. <laughs> Did he steal yours? No. Okay. But I could just picture that. I could just imagine people listening to this and they're like, my pastor would be one of those guys that <laughs> I see at the head. mall or at some store. Yeah. Some but that's sneakers. the thing. I'm not. Now. I was to say I wear the same shoes almost every day. All right, so, <laughs> and they're not Jordans, and they're not Jordans. But for some reason, I loved I love the look of Jordans on other people. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't feel like I could wear Jordans. You can, bro. You need some pandas, bro. Like I saw yours last night. Those are fire. <laughs> I noticed them. Liam's always got good shoes, and it makes he my does. kids want good shoes. Oh yeah. Um, so expensive. anyway, no, but I do love Jordans, and I actually watch those random like YouTube things of mm -hmm. where people go buy. Shoes at high price stores, and I'm fascinated. Like twenty grand no, for a pair no. of shoes. Nope. Yeah. Oh. What? No. Yeah. It's crazy for no. Jordans. So yeah, but Is I would, I don't know what you I would could name be preachers it. and sneakers. Me? That's what I would name it. <laughs> preachers and sneakers. That's my new name, and my name would <laughs> That's be. That's already trademarked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're gonna take it. All right, I'll change it. Preacher that is selling sneaker. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, TM. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Right, what would y'all say? I was gonna guess shoes for you. That's what my guess uh, was. I don't. I'm trying to figure out would coffee and wine be bad to Ooh, sell? No, bro. <laughs> you know. Oh, you do. You'd be a good barista. I feel like that would be mm -hmm. such a vibe. Yeah, I'd yeah. go there with my Jordans. Yes. Not music equipment. Man, it's making money in the music industry, like selling equipment is. I'm sorry if you sell <laughs> instruments and you're it's listening. Not lucrative. Yeah, no, it's it's. I don't think it is. Yeah. Like, man, you could always sell me. You know how Starbucks used to sell CDs. Mm -hmm. you remember that? Yeah, I bought a. I bought one before. I you think it was a Nora Starbucks Jones. CD. No, oh, but it's like okay. Nora Jones. Yeah, they would just sell right yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. you could just put New the, the Worship the in there. Shout out. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> Behold. Behold. <laughs> just give it some time. Give it some time. Yeah, make um, a whole CD with one song. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It's, it, it, oh, man. People are going to get so annoyed with what I'm about to say. It, 
I love the fact that even when I was a kid, I would go into a music store with no intention of buying anything but just playing pe- other like people's <laughs> instruments. But like in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to make money. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and then I just have all these, you know, people just wanting to shred on guitars yeah, all day. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, are you going to buy that? Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't. And then they don't. Like, no, nah, I'm good. And it's like, I, I need to feed my family. Yeah. I can see you owning a shop like Central Perk at, on Friends. You know, and yeah. having like a Phoebe play. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, would like play live oh, yeah. that would be cool. I would go to a coffee shop that has just like a acoustic vibes to it. This was the, uh, there was a place in Gastonia for a little bit called Zoe's. And Brandon and I would do like open mic nights and stuff there. Singing or? No yeah. Way. Poems. Uh, th- people, what, there was a poetry night. Mm. Those were very interesting. Spoken word. Where spoke, there was spoken yeah. word and stuff like that. Um, a lot of anger. And oh, yeah. poetry, and you which you think snap. is so, you yeah. think is so peaceful, but a lot of anger, a lot of slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was such a cute place, and it was like that. It was just a cute yeah. little coffee shop, and they had anyway a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, you can open that up. Yeah. What would yours be called? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. That's where I'm trying to. That's where I'm stuck at. You know. Yeah. When I was when I was in early high school, I also had like a low key dream of like opening up my own amp like guitar amp store mm-hmm. and then ultimately wanting to create my own amp and i remember i drew on paper like on with pencil i drew this beautiful guitar amp and i put my last name as the name uh-huh you know and so i don't know that was also like a, a you got a good you got a good name for that that is a good name yeah. quintana oh yeah so i don't know bro did you get the new quintana oh yeah. i could hear it now <laughs> yeah so I don't know. That was good. Interesting. It looked really cool on in my pencil sketch. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, mine would be clothes. I'd open like a boutique for cute clothes. Yeah, um, I can totally see that. Yeah, for sure. I'd love that. I've tried to scheme a couple of times over the course of mine and Brandon's marriage where I'm like, if I could just get bulk inventory and mm-hmm. just start, but it's never worked out. So <laughs> I just buy from cute boutiques instead. What would it be <laughs> called though? Um, the theme for, I think of everything. I've always had heart and glory, mm-hmm. like for my oh. like photography yeah, yeah. and everything. And I can't let it go. I think about it for anything in the future. That's a good name. Um, that, yeah. yeah. So well, I still hold on great. to it and I still secretly have the yeah. Instagram handles. So not like Sally's garments, Sally's <laughs> garments of praise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Perfect. I know exactly what that is. Right. That's so. a garment. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that would be it. Great question, Ryan. Thank you. We done? Uh, nope. <laughs> All right. Don't um, name it Sally's Garments. <laughs> Sally's Garments. I picture Sally's Garments having like burlap sacks as That's a dress. It, yeah. That's what it looks like. All right. Fun one and then we're done. What food combination that people eat can you not get behind? Right? For instance, mine is French fries when people put vinegar on them. Oh, I love what? vinegar on French fries. Wow. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I eat it I just, once a year ugh. at Renfest. <laughs> I can't it. get behind that. You've never heard of that? No. Oh, it's That's so because good. it shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> no. So there's a restaurant in Columbia I where I grew up called Rush's. It's just a fast food restaurant. It's almost like a special one, like an In-N-Out type style yeah. that's only in Columbia, but they had french fries and everybody put malt vinegar on them that was their thing and it was i can taste it now my mouth is like tingling i love it yeah shelly put so much on there that it's like in the bottom of the because they give you in a cup like five guys style that's why we're best can't do it oh yeah Mm -hmm. i love that i can't think of a combination though i gotta think of these things ahead of time i'm gonna think of it tonight while i'm trying to go to sleep perfect 
Yeah. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> I've learned what those notes. are. <laughs> People would say like pineapple and pizza, but right. that one. No, sure. What? What? Yeah. No, absolutely that is, no. Every time I eat pizza, I put pineapple. I on. know it's tragic. Mm. No, I've so key been liking it over the past year. Mm. I'm it's like, good, this is actually really good. It's a sweetness. Oh yeah. Okay, I guess here's one too. Um, I'm gonna get so much hate for this because I got so much hate for it in the staff room the other day. Uh, anything mint chocolate chip or mint yeah. chocolate. I yeah. don't think it goes together. Andy's mints? Toothpaste and chocolate. That's gross. <laughs> toothpaste and <laughs> <No>. chocolate. <laughs> the only reason I go to Olive Garden is for the Andy's mint. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. no I saw yesterday at Pelicans, they have a snow cone that's mouthwash. Like, <gasps> like it's like Listerine. It's like Aqua Fresh or something. And yeah, Liz and I, I were that. like, oh no. No. Never. Right. That just sounds really weird. That's yeah. terrible. If someone actually orders that, that's that kid that wants to be like, how do you, you know? Different. Yeah. He, he's trying I'm to be different. so quirky. Like he wears Jinko jeans kind of different. Now, I do believe Jinkos are coming back, so I'd be careful. <laughs> and you want to be different if you wear them. Right? We walked into Urban Outfitters. Yes. And it was like, I don't think it's the brand, but this would be the perfect time for Jinko, the brand, mm-hmm. to make a comeback because yeah. it's happening. Do like, you remember Jinkos? Of course I remember mm-hmm. Jinkos. My mom never let me wear them. Jinkos, Lee Pipes. I remember Lee Pipes. My mom never let me grow my hair out. Oh, so that's why you're doing that now. Oh. Yeah, I'm in my rebellion <laughs> You stage. know what? I'm going to buy Jinkos. <laughs> and I'm going to wear them on Sunday. With your Jordans? Heck yes. <laughs> we have to do story time. That was 10 minutes of <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, story time, please, because I know you guys have a story. Yeah. You may go first. I'll, I'll say you fill in. How about that? That's fine. Because I, I got a special one too. Yeah. But anyway, so... Liam Adair, our very own Liam Adair, spoke to the men last night at Monday Men. Mm-hmm. About 80 men there, maybe more. And um, I'll tell you, I was I was blown away. I was blown away. I was telling you guys before with his confidence. Not that I wasn't expecting that. Right. Or we weren't expecting We've right. seen Liam work. We know his heart. We know that he is only focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we knew, I mean, the power of God is going to speak through him. Um, but it was it was really good, man. And I, I was telling him at the end, we kind of circled up and I was like, dude, I remember when on ski trips, because he was in student ministry here mm-hmm. when I was a student pastor. And I remember on a ski trip, him and Blake and a couple of people would sneak out of the hotel, <laughs> go to a gas station. And I always caught him. I'm like, dude, I know you're leaving. But it was funny. Like, I remember those days where he's sneaking out of hotels for fun. This is a fun joke. Like, yeah, it was yeah. fun. But now I got to just sit there last night and you got to sit there, Alex, and just mm-hmm. we got to be poured into mm-hmm. by a young man oh, of God. And um, I'll be honest, I got a little chicken tendy. I was about to ask if you were a chicken tendy. So he, as soon as he left, we did table talk. Like, as soon as he was done, I yeah. ran over there. I was like, bro, are you kidding me? So I mm-hmm. gave him a hug. I didn't mean to, but it just started tearing up. I was yeah. like, man, I'm just so proud of you. And mm-hmm. not from like a fatherly standpoint, but like, bro, I was. it was just amazing yes. to see the transformation from Really, I think he was in 10th grade when I got here. Mm-hmm. And now he's 21 years old, about to be married. I mean, leading our students to Jesus, mm-hmm. now leading our men to Jesus. I'm just like, the Lord is good. Yeah. And he has poured into this young man. And wow. um, Jess was there. So I got to see them kind of interact at the yeah. end. And I, you know, it was just, it was a sweet moment for them, I'm, I know. But it was mm. a sweet moment for me. So anyway, that was, that was so good for me. Um, you got, you want to, is it, right? <laughs> Speechless. Yeah, I was in awe last night. Honestly, I, I I was in love with the fact that he was very steady, mm. and um, I I know I know he was nervous. Like mm. I know it, mm-hmm. but he didn't let let it become like a hindrance. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and if anything, like I think we should always embrace nervousness and never, really, never lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you get an opportunity to proclaim the gospel, it's not in your own strength. Yeah, you have to be fully dependent on the Holy Spirit. And so there's some, there is a sense of nervousness that you you hope to yeah. never lose. Yeah. And um, and he again, just to reiterate and what Ryan said, there was such like. Steadiness and an anointing and authority that yeah. are just mm-hmm. um, being poured out. Such clarity. Yeah. Mm. Um, so proud of his growth as a communicator. Like I maybe counted like two or three ums. Like, and that was towards the end. Like you know, like he was able to share a bit of his testimony. You know, for the first eight ten minutes. Um, and a lot of people, it is a struggle to share something yeah. that you perhaps struggled with. Yeah. You know, and he said it was such, you know, confidence like, hey, this is what this was my thing. Yeah. You know, and um, so he shared that. And then and then to even say boldly, this was the day that everything changed, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was so clear, like it wasn't an audible voice, but I knew it was the Holy Spirit because I would have never told myself. Wow. He says this was different. It was just two words and it was flush it. Mm -hmm. You know, he was like, I would have never told me that. He's like, this was two weeks of me doing what I was doing straight. What do you think? You you think I wanted to flush it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he said, I stopped in my tracks and mm. I obeyed. And from mm. that day forward, I never, I have never had the urge to return. Mm. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's just been, it's been amazing. One of the things that my thoughts of last night is timing is everything. Mm. We have all the time in the world, but the timing in which the obedience or the timing of the Holy Spirit for for something so timely to happen is crucial in mm-hmm. our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And so, and I say all this to, to mean this, like um, when, I, I guess I'll just speak for, for me and Liam. When, when Liam and I like started hanging out a little bit, the timing was so, was so perfect mm-hmm. to where it could have not been earlier or later. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was in the right moment that he was a sponge. Wow. And I just was, again, I always tell people, like, please be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that when he gives you a word or he gives you something to influence, o- obey it and and move forward, mm-hmm. even if it's, quote, unquote, risky or you may, like, feel like, oh, this may fail. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I, like, I, the Holy Spirit had given me a word for him, and I would, I just was, like— Really? That's what you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And I, I shared it with him, and he said it changed his, it changed everything. Wow! After that, and so we have all the time in the world, but timing, the right time—that's where we, as Christ followers, when we we know that the Lord is alive and active, and He's still speaking, if you can just be obedient to yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I don't want to get away on a tangent, but. No, but at least for for Liam to to see that, and then we had our table talk, and then he returned and continued to be able to um, carry the conversation so yeah, well. Yeah, you know, like that, you're right. That was that, a big part too. A lot of people they can struggle with like new information coming in. It's like, oh, I wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. that. And one of the things I've hit Liam so hard about is always have your heart prepared. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like don't don't like just work to prepare for something and then I don't know how to yeah, explain it well no, but I like what you're saying. you know always be prepared in your heart and your soul with the Lord mm-hmm. and when anything comes because you've been prepared with the Lord you'll be fine mm-hmm. and he carried that so well spoke so well wow um, man I tried to you know I, th- I 
I love to go other places mm-hmm. too and hear, or, and I know, um, just listen to other pastors and yeah. sometimes, I don't know, I don't mean to, I, you might feel the same way too. You even listen to music or other pastors mm-hmm. where I get caught up in their communication style rather mm-hmm. than on the content. And so even last night, I tried to just not worry about that. But I will say what stuck out to me um, was his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like he did so well at bringing in new new ideas and concepts, if you will, mm-hmm. without repeating the same same thing. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I thought it was so good. And it was, and this is what I loved about it too. You could tell that he he pre- prepared in prayer, pre- 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 prepare, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but also he took this serious because the things that he tried to relate to us from the word to um, to relate to our lives was all really to me things that he hasn't experienced yet. Marriage, oh, yeah. kids, mm-hmm. uh, businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he he knew what he was doing. And, and I'm telling you, that's a big deal. Yeah. He knew his audience. And for again, for a communicator, that's so key because that's what he can relate the word of God back yes. to. And the question was, what do we think greatness is? Mm-hmm. Or some way mm-hmm. right that. What, what is your idea of greatness? And he pointed out that the things that we think equal greatness aren't bad. Mm -hmm. For instance, you want a healthy family. Mm -hmm. You want your kids, you know, to be obedient. You want Mm -hmm. your business to succeed or you want to grow in your company and promotions. Those are good things. But Mm -hmm. he said, if that's your, your level of greatness, then, then you're missing out on the truth of the gospel and, you know, paraphrasing what he said. And I loved how he pointed that out is everybody in that room, including myself, it hit me. I was like, I, I do limit, the, my spiritual greatness because it's if my kids come to know Jesus, which is, f- I'm amazing. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But what about my personal relationship wow. with Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. that needs to be solidified. I need to continue growing in that so that I can pour into my kids yeah. and help them see Jesus. Oh, I love that. That is super powerful. <clears throat> because we, we tend to worry more about our children or mm-hmm. our people who are less of age than us. But like, if you were to just point that finger back at you That's so and good. you be the one to lead, you're right. People will follow. Mm-hmm. That's it. You yeah. know, like uh, this is going to sound cheesy. It doesn't always work. So forgive me if you've done this and it doesn't work. But one of the things I do with my children, sometimes I'm like, you know, when you're trying to get your kids attention to come follow you, like, and you're trying to get to the car. Sometimes I just start walking towards the car. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, they'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and it works a lot of times mm-hmm. where I'm not like, can you get over here? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, y'all, we're leaving. And I start walking and because I'm starting to depart. They don't want to be separated. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. so there's this concept of like lead by example, yeah. go, that's good, move. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't. So but that's another. Um, again, it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but the enemy uses it to to har- harm us individually mm-hmm. because we focus so much on other people that we neglect ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if we're not healthy, how can we lead? How yep. can we be the spiritual leader? And I'm not necessarily just talking about dads because there's just a lot of single moms where, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, in that moment you're called to both of those right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so you still have to take care of yourself spiritually mm-hmm. so you can lead your children as well. Um, I think it. I think it's important to notice, to mention too, is I loved how Liam closed it out. This is the first time we've done this on Monday Men. So if you weren't there or if you're, um, if you're listening to this and you're not a man, what Liam did was call our men to pray for each other. Mm-hmm. So we circled up in a huge circle. I mean, again, 80 to 100 people. Yeah. So we're filling the blue building in a big circle, holding hands. And Liam called, hey, can I have five people to pray for the church? Wow. Um, pray for pray, pray for multiple things. Yeah. And it was just so powerful. And you, I you weren't did you um <clears throat> offer to pray? No, and you know what's funny is I'm glad that 
I noticed you didn't either. I didn't. And you burned it in either. And I think that was a good thing. Yeah. I was going to if we if there's yeah. space, but I we we're leading by example too. Mm-hmm. So let's let let's let others step up. Yes. And the ones who stepped up, I might not figure those. You know, mm-hmm. but it was good. I don't know. I thought it was good for other men, just like we do Monday men. Let other men share the word of God. Yeah. That's not a quotes pastor. I mean, everybody's a yeah. minister. Everybody can pray. So it was really good. I love that camaraderie of men. Um, praying for our church, praying for our spouses, praying for those things, praying for the Lord to mm-hmm. continue to pour out His Spirit on this place. Yeah, I want one, one <clears throat> last thing about being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to mention names. If you're a Monday man, you know who I'm talking about. But as we're praying in this big old circle, I closed my eyes. The Lord gave me this image of a man on his knees. And then he deposited this word. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't. I don't want to say it right now. Like, yeah. I don't have the mic. I don't, you know, I'll just wait till like we dismiss. Yeah. And I really felt strong. The Holy Spirit's like, no, no, mm. no. Like, I want you to stay in front of people. Oh, dear. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just, you know, who doesn't battle with the Holy Spirit sometimes? You're oh, like, yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. In your flesh, bro. In your flesh. So I don't know if we would get copyrighted. There's this funny thing Liz sent me last night from the office, but it's in the efforts of like, if Michael was the Holy Spirit saying like, um, your comments can go into the trash kind of thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't go back and forth with me. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I just put it in the complaining department and he's like, it's the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, what if, what if that's the Lord's humor being like, put your comments in the trash. Yeah. Straight up. Yes. Straight up. So, like, not in a rude dictator way, in a like, bro, wake yes. up. Uh-huh. So, for context, Ryan didn't <clears throat> ask to pray. Like, oh, because it says, your job is to follow me blindly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to complain yeah. about it, you can you can oh talk to the complaint gosh. department. It's a trash can. Yes, that's I, it. Wait, Thank before you. you say it, can I set it up a little bit to let people okay, know what's in my it. mind? And I, yeah, yes. you finish it, yes, so yes. I won't go there. But so we're in that circle. I literally, at the, Liam says, I'm going to close after the fifth men. So Randy, I knew it was the fourth. So I looked at Liam. I was like, bro, let me close. And he's like, Okay. So I just thought it was important in that moment, one, to honor Liam mm-hmm. in front of our men mm-hmm. to say, bro, you're killing it. You are mature. Thank you for leading our students. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted us as men to pray over Liam because Jess was there, but she left. But anyway, pray over them because they're getting married in 40 days. Yeah. And in my mind, sitting there in prayer, because I didn't think about till we started praying, mm-hmm. I was going to ask Park to. In that moment, um, something told me, no, get Pastor Alex to do it. Mm-hmm. And so... I grabbed the mic, honored Liam, and I said, Pastor Alex, do you mind coming to close us? And then not knowing this Sally. is going on, we're across the room from each other. We're not even making eye contact. We're not. Sally, I'm sorry. He says my name. I'm like, Lord Jesus. Uh, Isn't that funny? Yes. Like, I was going for park. thing yes. in my mind. Oh so my he calls God. me and I'm like, okay, I go. And then as soon as I get handed the mic, the you know, Ryan had already given instructions <laughs> for us to get around Liam. Mm-hmm. I said, everybody be still. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's people all over the room at this point. I'm like, everybody be still. And I look at, um, yeah. And I call him out and I give him a word. Mm-hmm. And you could just see like the, the, mm-hmm. the reaction. Uh huh. But he was locked into you. Oh, he was locked in. Aww. It's like locked he knew. In. Oh, he knew. So I dropped this word. And I was like, I have to be obedient. And I was almost like shaken. And then Brandon PB like gets behind me and he's just like, go for it, you know? Aww. And so I, I pr- like, I just deposited a word, you know, like the I'm Holy Spirit cry. just being obedient to it. What's yeah. crazy is um, we pray, had a beautiful time praying for Liam. And then I speak to this individual right after. And he's like, you literally affirmed 
Aww. everything that I've been having. Like even to like the day before, a conversation he had the day before. It's mm. amazing. And then he texts me this morning again. And he's like, uh, just like, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, crazy thing is, I have been returning to the thing you've told me to do. Mm-hmm. I've been told this before. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It was that like accurate. And then he just says, God is good. You uh. know? So um, again, like one of the things I, I really feel like one of the purposes of this podcast for, for many is, is really to equip, but also like empower people yes. um, to, to, to do a step of faith. Yes. You know, and and what does that mean is like you are a carrier of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when he whispers something to you or he tells you something, a lot of times it may not make sense. Or a lot of times it, it is going outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but the beauty to see people's testimonies, to remember a time in their life where like, man, if it hadn't been for that, you know, that lover of Jesus's like obedience yes. to just come close to me and say mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. you know, either a simple phrase. Yeah two words or, you know, um, people's lives are impacted, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't do it for the intentions of that. I'm just saying like to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, yes. you know? And I really want pe- people to, um, I, don't, I don't know, it sounds weird to say to try this, but like, I'm serious, like step out in faith, step out in faith. You That's okay to say. To hear and obey. Yeah. Yes. It's just beautiful to even hear. It's beautiful to hear how you guys talk about Liam. And um, one of the things when Brandon came home, I thought this is the mark of a real Holy Spirit move is that Brandon came home not only more in love with Liam, mm-hmm. not only yeah. more in love with our church and the men of our church. Mm-hmm. He said, I listened to that message and I fell more in love with Jesus. Yeah, like absolutely. that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, because somebody can be a great communicator and not have the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Somebody can mm-hmm. talk about something that makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. And it not be of the Holy Spirit. What is that thing Charlie said that one time that just shook his spirit and truth or something? Some people can have the same truth, but not the same spirit. Mm. And that's that, Mm. um, which is funny because I was just reading something about that. But anyway, um, in in 2 Corinthians. But we'll talk more about that because it actually has to do with false teachings. But that Mm. some people receive a different spirit than the spirit of of Jesus. Anyway, all this to say. That I just thought it was a. It, that's the beautiful mark of a Holy Spirit filled night is not just that you loved the production of it or you love the camaraderie of it. You walked away and said, "I love Jesus, oh, Jesus. more." Well, the, yeah. Last thing I'll say about last night was oh, I got one more thing. Too. In that thing <laughs> is the the longer we were just permeating under Liam's communication and like of Christ crucified and dying to yeah. self, it, it just kept getting better and better. <sighs> And there was moments where I could just feel like a shift in the room. Like, oh, now they're locked in. Yeah. Now they're locking in. And can we give a shout out? The humility of our men Mm -hmm. to receive from Liam. Yeah. That's healthy too. You know what I mean? A lot of men could walk in there and be like, this boy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not, I'm not throwing shade at Liam. No. But you know, but no, he is a man of God. And age does not determine his wisdom. Oh, it's a beautiful picture of that. um, What at first or second Timothy first to not, let anyone look down mm-hmm. on you because mm-hmm. you're long, but uh, because you're young, but setting example in mm-hmm. your yeah. purity and like all those different things. And he is yeah. um, for for someone to ask Liam 
to lead a group of men knowing that the uh, the age group of that men is older and in yeah. different stages 50. of life. I was mostly, 45, 50. there are some younger men that come, yeah. but mm-hmm. mostly that it's older. I thought that's a beautiful step of faith and of like confidence mm-hmm. in Liam as well. And just a testament to how he lives his life. Yeah. It's just beautiful. I hope Liam saw too. Um, not, I'm not saying they don't always come, but Greg, Lamar, oh, me man. and you. All the staff was um, so supportive. Staff, mm-hmm. like, bro, we, I, and that's what we told him. I said, man, I hope this whole room joins and said, we got your mm-hmm. back, Liam. Let's go for it. I'm personally just honored to be a part of seeing yep. men in this church take lead. I mean, oh, and I can tell you, I can tell you uh, from my wife's point of view and from somebody who meets with a lot of wives, they're also super thankful mm-hmm. for yeah. what they see other men doing. It spurs their men along. And that's all that they want. This is just a side note for the podcast. If you're listening and you're a man. You're a man. Um, all your wife wants is for you to love the Lord. Hmm. Knowing that when you love the Lord with everything that you have, you're going to love her. Hmm. And um, you're going to love her. You're going to lead her in ways that are beautiful and gentle and kind and full of the Spirit. And wow. um, so this is just a little tidbit from mm-hmm. just the last you know, couple of weeks, just talking to women. Um, they have wow. such a deep love for their husbands. And I'm telling you, their number one desire truly is to see you love Jesus with everything Mm -hmm. to um, die to yourself and not die to them. It's to die to Jesus. And so anyway, that's just a little. And so I say that to say, to hear that a hundred men are still meeting on Mm -hmm. Monday men. Like it's not something where it's just like burned out or fizzled out. This is a sustained thing that men want to be together in the presence of the Lord and hear his word and be edified and be held accountable and encouraged in the in the Lord, um, it's amazing. Wow, it's amazing. Um, thank you for saying that. It's good mm-hmm. to hear the perspective of of a woman, of a wife, of what we need to do as men. Mm-hmm. And so, there's our challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say anything else. Let's do it. Beautiful. Well, great, uh, great message again on Sunday, Ryan. It was just super powerful. I do also feel like um, maybe this always happens to me. It's ha- it's like things that I hear personally, but I still feel like I see the Lord doing it in the church mm-hmm. as a whole, anyway. Yes. Um, but the that per- I can't get away from what you were talking about the permeation mm-hmm. that it's that I felt the word in my spirit this week lingering, mm-hmm. just to linger. Don't just go by the the schedule day to day. Linger mm-hmm. with my kids. Linger mm-hmm. with the Lord. Linger with people. Yes. Um, and so I've really felt that. And I felt like Sunday was even a picture of that, um, reflected by the fact that I think second service went a little long. But mm-hmm. I think we lingered. I mm-hmm. think we um, there is something too on a Sunday. Like yeah, we have quote unquote time frames and parameters, and um, there are important things to stick to um, when we must, but that there has to be room for the Holy Spirit to speak yeah. and to move. And um, I'm not going to go into these stories right now. I'll just share them later. But there are two stories that I have right now of hearing of moments that we lingered and the Holy Spirit in that time was speaking specific things to people. And so you're like, dang, if we had cut it short, if we had just said, mm. stick to the script, and we had not allowed the Lord's presence to continue to move in that specific time or song or word oh, that man. what what could I just say what could have been missed? I mean, not really, well, you but know you know. You said that something just hit me. My fear is that a lot of things were missed by people. Um, and I can say this because remember what I told y'all in the beginning, I was that person. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us miss something because you mentioned it did go long, but the Lord was glorified. So did you 
Was your mind distracted because of the time or were you focused on the Lord mm-hmm. and just enjoying his presence and worshiping mm-hmm. him, you know? And, yeah. I got another, yeah, I got, go ahead. I got another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has the Lord ordained and entrusted to lead mm-hmm. like these services? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't, this isn't um, your quote unquote responsibility to like add the guidelines. Yeah. He mm-hmm. has set apart leaders, pastors, ministers to um, be entrusted with the Lord's service. Yeah. That being said, when you're in service, as just like in the congregation, you put your trust in Jesus, but you also put your trust in Jesus at the fact that Jesus trusts mm-hmm. leaders yeah. to um, to be good stewards of a service. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so, good. with that being said, when you come to worship. You know, we tend to get into our own opinions and stuff like, Mm. man, this is too long or whatever. But the fact is, like, you're not the one that's been chosen Mm. to lead that service. You can almost almost free yourself up from having to worry about that. Yes. And it could either, that's either, that either looks like a dying to self. You're putting away your preferences or you can view it as, huh, I don't have to worry about it. I'm. Somebody has been ordained to lead this service. Yeah. I literally can just sit and receive what the Lord has yes. for me. I can let my heart worship Him. Because, wow, that's because at the end, at the end of the day, like and we've said this before, it's like, but it's not about you. Yeah. Now that being said, you know, Ryan, when when you get up there to communicate, there is this sensitivity that we have, mm-hmm. even like with our, you know, vocalists and stuff. Like, there's this stewarding that's happening, and there's this trust in the Holy Spirit. And so if Ryan doesn't feel like teaching just yet, then you just have to trust, man, the Holy Spirit's doing something in here. Let me pray for the for whatever the, the Lord's yep. doing here. Absolutely. There's a difference between like, I'm coming to just receive what the Lord has to offer, but like, please don't come to church empty-handed. Mm-hmm. Come to church to give. That's that, uh, that's that quote that one day wrecked me. It said, mm-hmm. if you left church, it was like on a Sunday afternoon, it said, yeah. if you left church today and felt like you didn't get anything out of it, perhaps you were supposed to give. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. You know, again, this is mentality. This is how we've grown a lot for a lot of people, mm-hmm. growing yes. up in mentality, where it's an consumer. hour and we're done. And so yeah. a consumer, that's the same thing. And so as soon as it hits that breaking point, we we get bored. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get we get tired of it. And it's like, well, then stop making it about well, you and, and this pray. is what I love, that, that, that worship is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And almost yeah. if you're starting to feel uncomfortable, go ahead and say, okay, Lord, I'm feeling uncomfortable. This is my sacrifice to you. This is my sacrifice. I wow. lay down I, my thoughts, my, my preferences submit, at your feet. Yeah, submit your flesh. Gosh, okay, like, then flesh let me, weak. let me have confession time of what I've already told y'all. Do because it. this, and I'll be honest, let's be honest. We're, our goal is not to say, let's go as long as we possibly can. Yes. We didn't sit there and say, we're going to go two hours yeah. and add songs. No, we said we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. First service wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So the Lord had something special for second service, mm-hmm. all right? so But I get that now. Mm-hmm. In the moment, I was freaking out. I will say freaking out. I was... I was probably thinking too much about other people. Well, other people, and like it is worth mentioning. We know that we have river kids. Yes. Kids get tired. We have right. volunteers. Like yes. so, you're you're being a good leader. You're thinking about all the facets of church, and but then God speaks to you. Right. Go ahead. Yes. So yeah, I'm sitting there. This is second service. It was um, because we added a little bit. The Lord just led us a certain direction. So we get to a certain point when Sally, you saying, "Show me your face," mm-hmm. and at this point, we're we're in, people are worshiping, we're in it. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, I need to go up and 
honestly, the best way to say it is interrupt you mm-hmm. because it's time, you know? And so the reason I say it's time is because I was, I told you, I was looking at a certain person who I know gets, <laughs> gets to a point where he's like, all right, I'm ready to sit down. And so my mind started to focus on him. And then mm-hmm. I thought, well, if he's thinking that other people are too. So mm-hmm. let me go ahead and kind of break this so that, so that they'll be happy. I mean, that, wow. I didn't say those words exactly, right. but repeating the story in my mind, that's, that's what that's it was. What you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, and then why you, I didn't though, I felt like I should. And then I didn't. And then the Lord hit me in the song. Cause it is a long song. He gave me yeah. time to kind of process what was happening. And he literally was like, bro, why are you so worried about other people? And you, you, your whole mindset just went to flesh people rather than to the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you're not worshiping me anymore. Mm-hmm. You're worshiping other people by trying to give them what you wow. think they want. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lord, show me your face. But you know, that's real. And so I think a lot of people probably feel in some way the same way where it's like, all right, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. We've heard this song before. Okay. But but the angels are repeating the same songs too. I know how you point that out too. For all of eternity, the angels repeat the same things and they still are worshiping because Mm -hmm. it's not about what they're doing. It's about who they're praising. Mm -hmm. So come into this place. Maybe it's 30 minutes we worship. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 15, 20 hours. Who knows? But yeah. just worship. You're free to worship. Mm-hmm. Express yourself to the to the Lord. You mm-hmm. never know what will break if you just give yourself away. And so when you said, yes. um, I'm afraid people missed it mm. or whatever, I know people missed it mm-hmm. because they were so, and this is not shots. This is truth. We're so consumed with what we want mm-hmm. and we miss uh, the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man. Yeah. Yep. Was, but I do feel... That's the whole thing. So, hey, and let me say, we're not trying to be like tough, right? We, oh, no, 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 this you're is good. Truth. It was it was last week's podcast. We talked about um, in the Book of Revelation how it refers to the angel, of the church, like meaning, yes. like well, a lot of people yeah, interpret yeah, it as the, the leader, the leader, the lead pastor of that church, or the lead minister of that church. And the, I always fall into like I will always submit under Ryan's leadership and his trust in what the Holy Spirit says to him during a mm-hmm. service, you know? And so to me, it's like, I, I never want to be somebody who's attending a church, but then I start putting my own opinions on something. And it's like, if I trust Ryan, I trust that whatever the Holy Spirit's doing in this room, if Brian has not decided to go up there yet, I'm going to just keep worshiping. Yeah. You know, like, because yeah. it's not about me and not about my own agenda, yeah. my own opinions. That's like, so good. So there, there's this thing where we have Sorry. to trust the leaders. Yeah. You know, because in the spiritual, sometimes we may not, not everybody will see everything. We all yes. see in part. Yes. You know, and Ryan may be getting a glimpse of something. You know, Sally may be getting a glimpse of something. And this is yes. why it's a team. She just got a one. team work. Well, I just, I thought, because I just read this last night. And now, of course, I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Deuteronomy. And it says that. You said duty. Uh, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. Gosh, don't even say that. The word of the Lord. Um, that. The Lord has his mysteries mm-hmm. and that he has his secrets. Yes. And we're not held accountable to those. We are held accountable to what he has made known. Wow. So you mm. don't get to know why the Lord hasn't said, Ryan, get up there yet. Yep. And you're not accountable to that. You're accountable to, you've been told to worship the Lord and to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Dang. You're accountable to that. That's a lesson for all of us. Because again, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, <laughs> that's for me. Face. Because I'm putting myself, I'm putting, I'm, Really saying, I am admitting I'm with the same people that we're yeah. kind of trying to speak into. Like, I, I do get worried over stupid stuff 
when we I should all, be focusing on. Hey, the Lord. we all do. And I, if I ever go to another church, yes, I, I'm exactly. Like, I got to die to myself because mm-hmm. this ain't New River, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're so, with yeah, you, yes. but we're also trying to speak life into 100%. you. Yeah, but we're in it together. You know, we, we all have these struggles, but. And again, we're trying to get to the point where the main reason we come to church is to give to the Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's whether it's 30 minutes or two hours. Um, so good. Oh, so here this is Deuteronomy 29. Dude. The Lord, the Lord our God has has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us. Dang. So that's what you're accountable for. That's what you get to worry about. Uh, me too. That's what I get to worry <laughs> yes. about because I have the same thing. Like, c- listen, we can do it with literally anything. Yeah. I can get out of my head and think, like, sometimes in worship, it's hard. We've talked yep. about this. Like, as a worship leader, it's hard when you're like, uh, are people worshiping? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people just look mad, their arms are crossed, mm-hmm. and you're like, are people, and grumpy faces. My eyes have shifted. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not looking at the one, I'm looking at a bunch of people. Yeah, you know, and yep. so I'm not accountable for what the Lord is doing in other people. I'm <clears throat> accountable for my I worship. Mean, wouldn't it be? This is gonna sound. Sorry if I sound cynical. Would it be? Wouldn't it be so cool if people just within seconds just started like full on adoration and mm-hmm. high praise? But that's not always the case yes. in this world that we live yes. in. Yeah. That is, it is flesh and spirit like, oh, mingled. Yeah, you know. Um, in relationships, imagine if I told you, hey, the person that you love, you're the love of your life, mm-hmm. if you only had two minutes a week with them, would you be as intimate and as deep in that relationship if you only had two minutes a week? Mm-hmm. How long would it take you in years' time to finally reach a place where you're like, I deeply love this person? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the same way in in that worship atmosphere through music and adoration, and it's the mysteries of music. That longer permeation is start what starts to break, yes, and starts to create that depth, you yeah. know, of like, oh my goodness, this is real. And in the spiritual, man, you don't even realize the things that are breaking. Well, that's why uh, the Alex, stories. That that's it. That's why the stories. They also give us a glimpse into that. That the two stories that I have are just people who heard from the Lord during worship, mm-hmm. like felt the touch of the Lord, and it's like. We need to linger. Yeah. You have no clue what's happening in the spiritual. We think we can only we only know what's happening with our eyes. I love and to that's linger. You need to go. Y'all need to rewind this and hear what Alex said again. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lesson for everybody. Let me. I'm gonna ask you because we talked about. We this have too. to get into the message. Okay. Okay. I'm almost done. I, I don't know. I just feel like we. That's okay. I'm not is, cutting you. <gasps> Let's, let's linger. No, Go. yes. Sorry, you know I'm what? not trying to cut you off. <laughs> I just heard, I don't, I just heard something. No, I didn't. I just feel like, man, this might be a place where our church is struggling. We're talking yes. about these letters. This might be what the Lord's like, but I do have one thing against you. Ryan. You try to rush out of here too much. Yes. I don't know. That literally just came to my mind I with just, what you said. Boy, I, wait, I got to ask you. So I, 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 we were, me and you were talking about this. Sally locked the keys in the car again. So it was just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. Ryan, that's the hardest I've seen you laugh. In months, first of all. Oh, uh, I sent her the, the I Kevin. I can't believe you just put her on blast. I'm sorry. Uh, you just put me on blast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. We had to make a little light in here. <laughs> you all said right. again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning multiple times. Brandon uh, is reveling in this part of the podcast uh, right now. Because anyway, your, your boy works 30, 30 minutes, minutes a week. <laughs> He made Ryan spit his coffee. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, all right. So, oh. again, I, that was Holy Spirit led. So, I was sitting there <laughs> no. talking to Alex, and um, we we were talking about this somehow. 
And this is when I went to a Corlears concert that same day. All right. And this is not, listen, I'm not hating on anything, but my thought was, man, we, we sit in these other two, events, two con- hours, concerts, uh, sporting events, whatever. And we are like, we wanted to go longer. This is overtime. Let's go. And so I was like, oh, why, why do people, why, what is this? And I love what you said. Because those things entertain you. In church, you said, and we mentioned it already, but those entertain you to satisfy you. Church is not entertaining. You have to give. You go to get at those things, but Mm -hmm. at church, you go to give. And we don't like that as humans. Yeah. I think we'd have to break this down, but there is a difference between entertainment and a spiritual satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like at some point in the lingering and in the permeation of like being in the spirit, the Lord will satisfy but when you're not being satisfied, then there's a heart issue. There's a satisfaction issue. You don't know what it means to be satisfied by the Lord because you haven't like died to your flesh to the point where now the Lord's like, here it is. You know, he's not going to give you a taste of his glory uh, for you to just completely slap, slap him in the face again yeah. and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like he is a loving God. Like he is a gentleman. He wants you to come to him. He's going to draw near to you. Um, but there is this point where in the works, man, we got, we gotta, we gotta linger. I don't know mm. what else, like, gosh, you Alex, know? it's so good because honestly, without the spirit, I'd be bored too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to come. Mm-hmm. But when there is a difference between yep. like, why, how else can we have mm. 50 volunteers here at six 30 in the morning yep. ready wow. to worship? Yep. Like it, it is the, such a difference. Ready to stand out in the rain here, and park the yes. that, you know? what really also keeps me so consistent and like motivated is the fact that, you know, when I've spent time Mm -hmm. with the Lord and you see the fruit Mm -hmm. of the week Mm -hmm. where, man, I would have reacted a certain way, Mm -hmm. but because I lingered in moments and daily moments, Mm -hmm. then it's like, why are you so slow to speak? Because I've lingered. Yeah. And when Mm -hmm. you see the fruitfulness of, wow, that other person's reaction because of Christ being on display, yeah. now you get to see the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, last night during table talk with men, I, I shared this thing with like even how me and my wife's relationship mm-hmm. is or because I've seen the fruit of how, of what I've like, this sounds so boastful, but I promise it's not that. I'm just saying the fruit here. It's the love that I've given, self-sacrifice, where even at times you don't want to love a certain way. Yeah. But then you see the reaction of like, mm-hmm. you love me too well. Mm-hmm. I can't be mean. Mm-hmm. Then there's this like, Lord, you're so good. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to love on Jesus so that when I do things, not in my flesh, but I will operate in the spirit, mm-hmm. then you get to see the fruitfulness and mm-hmm. the goodness of the Lord. And that's what a lot of people are missing Yeah, is you're not getting to see the fruit. You're not getting to see the testimonies because you're not lingering. When you put a pause in the middle of the week, you cannot carry the intimacy. Same thing you said with that yeah. relationship. You don't talk talk to your wife every two min- two minutes a day. You spend yeah. time with her yeah. and yes. it's affectionate. It builds that. So yeah. there's no pause in that relationship. Super good. Can we talk about the yeah. letter to her Pergamon? Pergamon? Pergamon. Um, here's what's cool. So I remember what I, I said it last week on second service. Brittany Leal did a deep dive into this. Mm-hmm. And so she has some notes on Pergamon. 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 And she said, the cool thing is like the word Pergamum means an objectional marriage. So in this case, it was a marriage between the church and the state. And that's why you see so much demonic activity. It's not the church and the Lord, 
Mm-hmm. It was church and state. And the point of that was there were so many d- diverse cultures and they were really serving Rome rather than the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll get into this, but that's where the false teaching yeah, and stuff came influences. into. Well, I love worldly that you said that. Yeah. It, it became, even if they were like, well, we know in our minds, we're not really worshiping Ooh. them, but we'll still participate or we'll still allow wow. or there can just be room for it. Yes. And I think that's, first of all, that is pride. I feel like here's another thing I've, I've just thought a lot about this week is, and this is how I lived a lot of my life, is I'm a Christian. I know who Jesus is. I know that when I watch this show, I'm not approving of it. Mm. I think that we think that we're stronger than we are. Mm. I know that I can watch this and it's not really going to affect my life. hundred percent. You get what I'm That's saying? That's his like, point. This goes back to what we, so I think we mentioned this last week, or maybe it was in our conversations of that one pastor saying, consecration is in every area of your life. Yes. I, we did mention this. If you yeah. can't watch a show on the big screen in yeah. church, you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. Like just, just get it out of your mind. Oof. So um, you say, I, I, I loved how the Lord led me through a, to a pastor who said that, yeah. that it's okay if you bow down to these idols. And if you put yourself in their mindset, it almost makes sense. Mm. Hey, j- they just want to know that you're loyal to them. Yeah. And one, you won't be persecuted. Two, they'll know that you'll fight if anybody invades. So just bow down because we know in your heart you don't love mm. that. But Peter points out that any form of bowing down in any direction other than Christ is is worshiping demons. And so yeah. this pastor's point was, you might not think it's a big deal, but the spiritual um, implications of what you're doing will wreck your soul That's, because you're worshiping demons. Let me read through these verses really quick because I just want to I want to get us focused on what this letter was. Um, yeah, right okay. to the angel of the church in Pergamum, the one who has the sharp double-edged sword says, I know where you live, where Satan's throne is, and you are holding on to my name, and you did not deny your faith in me even in the days of Antipas. Is that how you say that? Antipas, yeah. Antipas. Uh, my faithful witness who was killed among you where Satan lives, but I have a few things against you. You have some who um, hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the Israelites, to eat meat, sacrifice to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Mm. In the same way, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. Otherwise, I will come to you quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone who has an ear uh, should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. fire. Oh, yeah. um, I remember when I first read this, I think I was talking to y'all last week, and I was like, I can't wait to find out what hidden manna mm-hmm. and a stone is. And then you did, and you oh, were my like, gosh. oh my gosh. It made me cry. Oh, I love that. Well, because I'm a chicken tindy or whatever. I Dipped in honey mustard. This is on Got Questions. This is, uh, um, uh, it talks about what happened to Antipas. And I don't, um, have you guys ever heard of this? Like what happened? So, no, but context here is that um, it said too that this is one of those guys that, this is one of the only times he's mentioned, but he's a hero of the faith yes. of this town. I mean, yes. we wow. should honor him because of what he went through. Wow. So I don't know the references that they got this from, um, but I mean, I've, I find God questions to be trustworthy. So here's what they said. They said, one Christian in Pergamum named Antipas uh, is mentioned as a faithful witness. Church tradition says that Antipas was a physician suspected of secretly propagating Christianity. Um, I don't know how to say this name, but the the Escalapians accused him of disloyalty to Caesar. Upon being condemned to death, uh, Antipas was placed inside. This is is graphic. Sorry. 
little listeners. Uh, Antipas was placed inside a copper bowl, which was then heated over a fire. People who've been martyred for yeah. the faith, like yeah. their blood is not wasted, mm-hmm. uh, you know? And the biggest places of um, revival and uh, the biggest like breakouts of Christianity have been when people have lost their life in yes. these cities. Yeah. And so it's just the Lord's Well, goodness. because it makes people question. Yeah. What would you... What would be so true that you would cling to? Yeah, to the so point the of enemy, brutal death. like the spiritual enemy, and the, and like humans who are <laughs> serving the enemy, mm-hmm. they think we need to kill this and cut it off, but they don't realize you killing that person is actually going to cause set fire. It's going to set a flame. Yeah, thing a that's good actually going to continue. That's that we talked about that around Easter. That tactical error. Yep. He always thinks it's that a, it's yeah. to attack the believers, but yeah. miscalculating yes. what it will actually do. Well, you know, in the um, the pastor that I kind of referring to back to these letters because he does an incredible mm-hmm. job teaching them, says that same thing, but with all of them, that Satan's thinking he's winning in these churches by persecution and sexual morality, mm-hmm. but what he doesn't understand is God's about to raise up the church and it's not going to be like the church we see it now. They're yeah. going to be so on fire and they're going to have boldness to mm-hmm. speak the truth. So what Satan thinks he's destroying now is only making the the his church, God's church, stronger in the future. Wow. That's too good. Yeah. So, and to go back to what we just said. So, now you have the false teachers of this church, paraphrasing, of course, saying, now you don't want what happened to Antipas to happen to you. You don't want to die in a boiling bowl. Wow. So just bow down. Yeah. We know you don't worship him. Just yeah. bow down so you don't get persecuted too. And they did it. Yeah. And they're opening their hearts to then idol worship. Then that's how their guard starts coming down. Their love for God starts coming down. So what happens then is they start partaking in sexual immorality. Yeah. I mean, all these things. And this is what's fascinating too. Um, when, I think I said the second service, but in there's a scene in Revelation when all of God's people are praising God for his judgments. Now remember, we think judgment's bad, but mm-hmm. judgment is to display the love of Christ yeah. to his people. And so they're praising God for his judgments because the two things that he is judging Satan and his followers on is persecution and sexual immorality how they yeah. brought that to his believers. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's power. Now yeah. persecution we know. Yeah. There's power that we don't understand. Negative power in sexual immorality. Yeah. And there's a reason why God specifically judged Satan for bringing that to us, you yeah. know. We just think it's self-satisfaction in the moment. No, there's a scar that cuts deep. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. It is a spiritual implications that honestly I don't understand. Yes. It's hard yeah. to understand but God knows that's how serious this is. That's yeah. why he calls it out. The other the other thing that Liam mentioned last night as well that relates to this very, very clearly was historically um, the most powerful empires to have ever existed. Their downfall was mm-hmm. when the masculin- masculin- masculinity, masculinity yes. was threatened. I heard that. Yes. And when that diminished, that then it was the start of yeah. the of the... The crumbling the crumble, of, that, yeah. Yeah, of that empire. And so, but, but I love how then Liam said, what, what is true masculinity? Masculinity. This is what I'm saying, how his yeah. vocabulary, his, yeah. this was amazing. Yes. So, and then he was just, and then he just went to the word. He was like, you know, he talked about meekness. He talked mm-hmm. about being lowly. He talked about um, humility, humility, dying to yourself. Mm. Like this is true greatness. Yeah. This is true mm. Masculinity. Thank you. We're a team. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say that. But um, yeah, it's yes. Yeah, I he, love that. he 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 set that up perfectly, mm-hmm. and he said, "I don't know. We think 
is being able to bench a certain number or, mm-hmm. you know, even said having the best truck. He said, no, the word says true masculinity is being meek at heart, humility, mm-hmm. love. You just said yes, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. good Lord, boy, this is fire. Yes. I mean, if, think about if all those men, that was our goal to be meek, to be humble, to serve, to mm-hmm. love. That's that's crazy. Uh, I don't even know why I'm saying this because I don't know it real good, but the I saw a, a teaching from N.T. Wright where he was talking mm-hmm. about in um, just in older times that the mark of Christianity, the reason it was so radical was because of the self-control wow. in terms of sexual things um, wow. hmm. be, because of their submission to Christ or their submission to God yeah. that he spoke so much about sexual immorality and taught so much about what, but there were other anybody who didn't serve God was so lawless mm. in their sexual immorality. So it was, it, it has been Man. such a mark of the church of the Christian church that um, we're self-controlled. Wow. And yeah. so, and then when we're not, we're not operating under the power and the authority yeah. of God. And wow. he has strong pa- parameters and boundaries around it again, because he's the creator of our souls and he knows he what knows, it does to it. He knows. And I'll, I can't speak on behalf of, of you, you, you ladies, yeah. um, God, I keep calling, I want to call you Shelly. Sally, <laughs> can't speak on half of y'all, but mm-hmm. I know for like, at least me and mm-hmm. men, I think sexual, the, the power of sexual thoughts can control your mind, oh, yeah. you know? And so it's such a strong pull and we were created to desire that. So that's, that's the good thing. God did create that. But again, Satan has twisted it to now you take it into your own hands. And if you really feel this mind controlling sexual tension, wow. that you can satisfy mm-hmm. it in that sexual morality. Mm-hmm. So well, you can understand the danger of it because yes. it can really control you. Yeah. Yes. The the Holy Spirit wants to be able to um, operate within you. But if your mind is clouded and muddy, like then he has to go on to mm-hmm. the next. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hey man, you're you're operating in your flesh. You're mm-hmm. being somewhat um, highly influenced, controlled. Yeah. yeah. It's controlled. You yeah. know, um, by the other team. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, yeah, that's the, it's just really dark. I mean, it's just really dark what sexual perversion or impure thoughts can do. Perversion is the best way to say that mm-hmm. because we don't like to use that word because we know how intense that word is, but yes. it's true. And I think it's important. I mean, we're not talking about the big things in sexual morality where you go outside of your marriage or, but even the little things, even and I'm speaking to guys here, mm-hmm. even that little second look of that mm-hmm. lady oh, passing yeah. the street. I mean, oh, that's yeah. sexual immorality. Oh, yeah. it's, it, those are the things that start, you know, it's that um, snowball effect. Yes. Yeah. Once you start getting used to doing that, well, the next thing's going to come into your mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just highly encourage people to create a habit and a consistent habit of your your default is, Lord Jesus, I want to honor you. Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. I want to yes. honor you. Like. At some point, it, I promise you, it sticks. Like mm-hmm. I'm speaking from like my own self, mm-hmm. you know, where there's that that flesh thought, but I just, Lord Jesus, honor Lord Jesus, yeah. yes. I want to honor you. I want to honor my wife. Mm-hmm. I want to honor my kids because I don't want my mm-hmm. kids to deal with that generational curse. Wow, you Alex, know, like good, we don't man. realize how much legacy gets passed down, not only genetically but spiritually. Like, yeah. These are real things, and sometimes we could be so hyper cynical about it, but these are legitimate things. Yeah, you know. Um, so, just creating that habit—I mean, just of self-control—and like, yes, the temptation is there, but you don't need to—you don't need to mm-hmm. submit to it. You mm-hmm. don't need to fall into it or stumble. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, we're always gonna have the temptation. Yeah, you I mean, will. Let's when, get over yeah, it. Yeah. And now, <laughs> I say that like I don't struggle, right? Yeah. But 
we're in it together as men, we're in this together, you know, and that's why we keep saying, confess, 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 Mm -hmm. find a brother you trust and love and confess it. And understand that when it comes to false teachings, when it comes to spiritual warfare, all these different things, we do have the tools to fight them. And it does, it's not just us willing our human selves. Like we have spiritual weapons to fight them. This is one thing I was listening to recently, but even this verse, second Corinthians 10, three through five, that we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that it itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity mm. um, to, or firm agreement that is so to powerful. the obedience of Christ. Self-control. That is yes. so, it, I almost wish you can read that 10 times over. Yeah. yeah. Y'all go self, rewind it. Listen yeah. to that. Seriously. It's, it's what we, we have lost the, the sense of our true identity in Christ yeah. and how much, like how much, a, yes, even like, um, spiritual authority because it's Christ's authority. It's Christ's anointing dwelling in yeah. our spirit. Yes. And so we do have, in, in some sense, because it's his strength, it's his power to overcome these things. Yeah. Mm. You know? Not, and not underestimating our enemy who, do, I mean, he, yeah. um, this is Ephesians 6, 16. Um, you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So mm-hmm. Satan sends flaming arrows. And um, a message I was listening to on this says, like, th- the flaming arrows is that heightened sense of lust, mm-hmm. fear, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, depression, like mm-hmm. whatever it is. But we, again, we have the mighty weapons in God to mm-hmm. fight all of those things. Well, look yes. what it is. It gives you the explanation. Yeah. What What is it that we use to fight? That's the, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. We have the, yes, the armor of God. That, that's what he's saying. So you, I don't know if that's before in that Ephesians six, but it's in Ephesians six. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, he, you can defeat it, but here's how. Yeah. I mean, it's only through me, through the. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. through God. Um. Or can we go long? Because we haven't even got. There's a lot in here. And <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just saying. I feel like we're on fire today. Hey. I think this is that. a good one. Let's do it. So I want to go back to to even the first verse because we look at that the one who has a sharp double edged sword. I'll briefly do this because mm-hmm. I, I spent a lot of time on Sunday. But you know, to me, every time I read that, my mind immediately goes to the final battle in Revelation 19, where he uses that sharp sword to destroy his enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. But that's that's also for believers. If you look at 16, mm-hmm. he's speaking to believers and he says, I'm going to come quickly and fight against you with the sword of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's so important that we understand that that he cares so much about you that in his grace and mercy, he's going to convict you if you're living in sin. Mm-hmm. This is for believers, right? Yeah. So he's going to draw you out of sin if you're not a believer and he's going to reveal himself to you. But if you are a believer, he's going to come because you should already know the truth mm-hmm. and he's going to convict you with the truth, which is the sword of his mouth. Mm-hmm which we read in Hebrews, is the word of God. Yeah. And um, the examples was that is one, if you're actually spending time in the word of God, he'll convict you through the words you read. But sometimes we don't respond to that. So he sends other people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And how many times, I know in my life, have I been convicted because someone else had to point something out mm-hmm. in love mm-hmm. and the Lord used him as the sword of his mouth wow. or, or events. I was been there too, where I've fought, fought, fought. Um, and I was literally like, I have nowhere else to go. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is my testimony. I'm in my parents' house. I should have a job. I should be looking for the future. Mm-hmm. But all I can think about is all these things that I want to fall into. Mm-hmm. You know, rock bottom to the point of, Lord, it's either you or I'm done. Yeah. And then the Lord, same as Liam. It's like, yeah. I'm, it's you or you I'm had, done. And the you Lord had your sh- moment. Yes. And he shifted. 
Sometimes he, and I love how a guy said, sometimes he resists you enough to break you. So you have to rely on him. Mm. And we think, wait a second, the Lord will resist me. Yeah, he will, because he understands what's best for you. And sometimes, and I'm not saying if I call out to him, he won't answer. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is he's going to let you have your sin mm -hmm. so that, because he knows mm -hmm. where it's going to lead. He's going to lead to a to devastation and you'll yeah. have to call out upon him. So that's how he uses the sword of his mouth to believers. But the purpose is reconciliation. Yeah. He, he wants you to understand um, how much we truly desire him. Yeah. Uh, another pastor said, he went to Hosea. He said, um, this, I think it was the, the wife that was living in, um, Lord, what is it when people sell themselves for money? Yeah, it's prostitution. Prostitution, I can't think of that word. Yeah. Um, and she said, man, it was better for me when I was with the Lord. Mm. That's what he wants you to get to the point of. Yeah. It's so much better if I would just follow the Lord and be with the Lord. That's yeah. so good. So I, anyway, I think that's so important that he's pointing out, I'm about to send my sword because of what this church is dealing with. It needs the truth of the gospel yeah. because it's being taught false gospel, yeah. right? Yeah. You see how that ties in? Yeah. Yes. Great. Much depth in there and it makes you wonder why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And spirit, you know? The I word of God is living and effective, yeah. sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as separation from soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Yeah, because our soul is also entwined with our flesh. Right. Like when you when you like do a deep study on it, your, yes. your soul and your flesh they're inseparable. Mm -hmm. And the word of God needs to separate your spirit, the one mm -hmm. that defines you like for your true self, if that makes sense, away from your soul mm -hmm. and your flesh. Because yeah. those are the things that don't want to honor the Lord. That's the corrupted being. Yes. This is, that's so good for people who are like, who think this is just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because people will cling to that identity. That's the identity of your soul. Your soul is... I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's fallen with your flesh. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to redeem souls. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this, yes, because the soul is what is eternal. Yes. And sin has corrupted the perfect soul. Yes. Of, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's that's who he breathed life into. So when people are like, this is just who I am, this is what, you know, it's mm. one of my favorite things that Sean Boyd ever said. And it was when people say like, I was born this way. And I don't just mean that in mm -hmm. homosexuality or like right. sexual identity. People will say, I'm, I'm just Addiction. an angry person. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I'm yeah. just, uh, you know, I'm just organized. So there's no flexibility for the, like, it's just these, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. type A. You'll, it's like those people who grew up and they were like, I'm not fat, I'm big boned. Yeah, I guess so. I said that a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you know, remember the same thing. But it's yes, like, no. so it's just, this is just who I am. Yep. I'm, I'm just type B. Right. So I can't have order in my, like, yeah. just these identities we apply to ourselves. And so my favorite thing that Sean Foy has said it's like you say you're born this way the Bible says be born again Yes, Ooh. that's why it's a beautiful thing that we yes. can be yeah. born again and that's that the why you word will, the word will separate what you think you actually are with your real identity and who God created you to be but also now who you are mm. in Christ wow. extra morality so that's where Satan flourishes that's where he lives he knows he's got him so he's going to keep pouring it out then he goes into um, but I have a few things against you and he holds on to the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the Israelites. The only two things that he needed to take down an entire nation was get them to start worshiping other idols and commit sexual morality. That's what you said. It took away the men's masculinity. Mm. The, the ladies overtook the men and all they had to use was their bodies. Mm. That's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's 
Uh, I'll say I'll save that. All right, fifteen. In the same way, you also hold on to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. All right, so let me, let me write that down briefly. As yeah, we kind of did again, but remember, Balaam was the prophet of God who God spoke to. All right now, this is you can read the story in Numbers yeah. twenty-two through twenty-five. God is having conversations with Balaam, like he is a prophet. But whether he's a false prophet or um, allowed Satan to get into his mind, we we can't be sure. We don't have enough mm-hmm. context for that. But we do know that he basically set up the Israelites for failure because he was paid by the King Balak from a nearby mm-hmm. town. He, he wow. like Judas, almost yes. like Judas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically all that happened was that King was afraid that the Israelites would come take over because of all the power they've, they've seen through, through the power of God, Red Sea, Jordan, walls of Jericho, all that stuff. And so all Balak said was, I mean, Balaam said was just, just get them, Get God to judge them and yeah. do this. Send over your women. Send over a bunch of drinks and alcohol. Have a party. Then start Then start mixing in some idols and God will have to judge them. That's what he's talking about there. It's okay to follow into this. That's, that's the teachings of Balaam and Balak. Now, the Nicolaitans is a little different to where that goes into kind of what we we're saying. It's okay to fall down and be... If, because we know you don't really love them. Also, you're covered under the, the at this point, the blessing of Christ. Remember, yeah. he blessed the Israelites. Yeah. So you're covered under mm. the blessing of Christ. For us today, we use grace. We're covered under the grace. We're covered under cross. So even if you know that you shouldn't go party and you do, it's okay, God will forgive you. That's, mm-hmm. that's what he's saying. That's the teachings of the Nicolaitans is no, that's false. If you feel like you shouldn't do something from the Holy Spirit, then don't do it. Yeah. Don't think he'll forgive me. That's the teachings of the Nicolaitans. It's abusing. Wow. You went so hard on that part. Oh, it was yeah. so good. Good. And then you, whatever it was, you were like, just when you were talking about the, the false teachings, you were like, you're following the teachings of demons. And I think yep. people don't understand that. They think, well, it's not demons. It's just not Jesus. No, it's <laughs> If it's not Jesus, demons. it's demons. <laughs> it's the spirit of Jezebel. Yeah. Sexual morality. And I don't know how deep this is. Alex, you might speak onto this more. So I haven't studied this enough, but I've seen a bunch of guys say, even the things that we're seeing mm-hmm. with, the LGBTQ movement. Mm-hmm. All right, now I know we like to highlight their sins, but even in our individual yes. lives, and I pointed that out too. And I love that you did that. Yeah, let's not just blame, you got it too, but those are the spirit of Jezebel. Does that make, yes. do you have any words on that? No, all, all I would say is the Bible's pretty clear when it talks about spiritual warfare and principalities having certain like strongholds. So this Jezebel spirit, mm-hmm is the stronghold principality of sexual immorality. Yes. And so this is a real thing. If not, like I always ask people, like I have even heard people like, man, that's not a thing. I'm like, then why would Jesus talk to Jezebel Mm -hmm. in Revelation? Mm -hmm. Like go to to Revelation. Mm -hmm. Jesus is literally speaking to this person. Yeah. So like, don't tell me it doesn't exist or that it's not, it's not, you know, like at some point, in Christianity, religious people have like been cynical about yeah. when another Christian person calls out spiritual things. Right. Mm-hmm. And whether it's like church trauma or religious trauma, whatever, the word's the word. Yeah. And in Revelation, Jesus Christ himself is ref- is literally talking to Jezebel. Yeah. It's this whole spiel. Wow. And then out of nowhere, hey, you, you're mm. like, and then he gives his mm-hmm. like, so that's where I'm like, this is a real thing yeah. and a real stronghold. And we're seeing it even more like. We're about to see, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. We're about to see it next week. So I've just looked up, got questions again. Yep. If you want to know a little bit more about this Jezebel story, it's first and second Kings. You can read it. 
Um, but it even says like there's two really incidents and she became queen. Mm-hmm. And um, the second one was she's famous or infamous for sexual morality and idol, idol worship. And you just mentioned this, that the Lord Jesus refers to her in a warning to the church at Thyatira, which we're about to study next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're about to hear even more of it. But yeah. I think I say this a lot. I, I, I'll try to qualify something if I'm about to say it. I'm like, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize. And Brandon is always quick to be like, you can't over-spiritualize. We are spiritual beings. Yes. Everything is spiritual. Everything. So we, again, we think only with what we can see with our eyes, but not understanding what's happening in the spiritual. This is 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 4. For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a pure virgin to Christ. I fear, lest, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted or led astray from the simplicity that is in Christ. For he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have accepted, um, you may well you may well put up with it. So wow. this this was Paul talking to the yeah. Corinthians. Wow. And so uh, teaching or uh, preaching against false teachings and doctrines and what mm-hmm. you're actually accepting is another spirit. Yes. And so he goes on to say that the spirits that they're accepting at that time are spirits of condemnation, fear, and bondage. Wow. They're accepting it. Um, Man, other than it, the simplicity yeah. of being loved and received by Christ. That's what, uh, that just hit you. They did, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. We simplify it. We don't think that what how did it was fear, bondage, condemnation, and bondage. We don't think that that's a that's a right a spirit. We think that's just a little thing. You'll no, keep. Man, that I don't from, mean to call it out, but you said this. You were like the computer thing. You keep going back to the uh-huh. computer, and you may call it an addiction. You won't call it a spirit of bondage. Ooh. I don't even know if the, you'll call it. A, I don't. Right. Some people won't even call it an addiction, but you can't go a day without it, mm. bro. That's vivid imagery. Yeah. yeah you're, you're still, I'll even bondage. go further. Wow. I'll still call it an addiction, even if it's months at a time. Yeah. Good job. For sure. Job. Absolutely. Yes, but the point that addiction is the spirit of bondage that she's talking about because your mind, remember, your mind has been so satisfied and now it's used to being satisfied by those things. And so yeah. you crave it mm-hmm. almost to the point. Now you can, we know mm-hmm. that you can defeat that craving, but. We're so weak in mm-hmm. our flesh, and uh, you've dulled the love of the Lord. And I don't just want it to be sexual immorality yet, but it's Anything. it's yeah, yeah. worth noting that all the sexual immorality stuff that we've even talked about, even Jezebel, um, women instigated. Mm-hmm. You know, so and also women like we've got our things too. I'm so talking about fault. food. I'm talking about you know gossip. I'm talking about it. Maybe sexual immorality as well. I mean, it can be all the different. I'm just not trying to um, give examples that just go straight to men and their computer. <laughs> For sure, but at the same time, I sure did. She does. That's, she just <laughs> that's probably smart. Sometimes, yeah, just ignore you. Um, <laughs> you're right, but I this is so strong and prevalent among men. And women, mm-hmm. but if we are want to be true leaders in this church as men, this is clearly this is what breaks mm-hmm. down. I mean, it destroys churches. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. let's get a grip on that. Remember too. So um, he says, but I have a few things against you. There are some who hold on to. Now um, there's three groups of people he's talking to, and it's important to mention he's on to the the angel, so the messenger of the church, mm-hmm. or the leaders, or the discipleship leaders, or uh, River Kids leaders. Mm-hmm. Like some of you are, t- like, you know, it's every teacher. Everybody who speaks uh, the gospel at the church, some of them are holding on. So he's speaking to those who who teach. He's also speaking to those who have heard the teachings and think, yeah, this is okay and fall into it. But he's also, the hard one for us as believers is yes. you hear the teaching and you know, absolutely not. I Whoa. can't, that is not, that's not right, but you're silent. Yeah. And he's saying, no, you need to speak out against this, but 
remember how we're called to speak out. Mm -hmm. It's not by yelling. It's not by force. It's not by you're a heathen and you're going to hell. No, it's by love and gentleness and respect. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the first thing we're just talking about. I'll send my sharp double-edged sword. Maybe you're called to be that person to in love reach out to somebody and say, I know you're struggling with this. Let's let's defeat this. Mm-hmm. Let's wow. do this together. Yeah, that's what that's he's saying. Beautiful. Speak out against it. Yeah. Um, I think people will take that as their their charge to go yeah. be, um, I think I've, I've seen a quote, it's something along the lines of like, just because the gospel is offensive to the world doesn't mean you have to share it offensively. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, does it give you permission to share it offensively? You still are called to display the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. um, which is all the lowly things. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. some of this, what, it, what I'm saying, you're silent. And this is, this might be hard for some to hear, but that's even in your marriage mm-hmm. where you know that your spouse might, you might find some things that gives you ideas of, man, he or she is, is doing this and they shouldn't. Maybe you're that person that confronts. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think the initial question that pops up in my mind is if a wife sees that, mm-hmm. what is their, what is the motive? No. What or, is the, what's allowed? Like mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. your well, here's leader the thing. respect. Well, and, okay. I got you perfectly. So let's just say this. Let's just give the situation of a man is the husband's doing something. I'm not listing what it is. Yeah. I, something that he should not be doing. It doesn't even have to be like outside of marriage against yeah, the yeah, wife, yeah. okay? But as soon as he falls into a sin that has controlled his life where he got to the point where he has to hide it from mm-hmm. the one that God has given to go through life with, mm-hmm. to my mind, he has already neglected his leadership. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in that situation, he is no longer the leader. Mm-hmm. So what does God maybe do it briefly now? Is might call up another leader, which might be the might be the wife, to say, "Hey, I've noticed some things are different about you. Mm-hmm. I noticed your there's anger that's been coming up. You're not as um, compassionate. You're quick to yell or whatever. And those things just aren't aren't you. Is there something going on? I'm. I feel like that's going to free a lot of women up right now. Okay, but to again, that. men are prideful, mm-hmm. and don't expect the first time you say something for them to be like. Yes, here it is. What mm-hmm. you're going to get, in most cases, I've been there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking almost mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, because my wife my wife had to confront me years ago about some stuff. And the first thing is, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Of course I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You lash out in defense, but it's, it's there's no reasoning to mm-hmm. what you're saying. It's immediate defense mechanism. I would never do that to you. Instead of if it's if he or she is truly innocent, like, what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like, I, what do you need? I'll do any, I'll show you, you know, mm-hmm. there's a completely different vibe in the questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't expect autom- automatically them to confess everything. If they're really falling into a certain sin, they're mm-hmm. going to be defensive. So at that point, I mean, the Holy Spirit should lead you in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I would just continue to pray to say, Lord, soften their heart, but Lord, place someone in their life that could help them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's for the wife to reach out to someone and, and say, I've noticed these things. Is there any way you could check on him or her? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's areas about it, but to, to your original question, I think that sometimes in both cases of the the roles in marriage that there is a shifting sometimes where maybe the wife has to speak out in leadership until the man realizes his sin, repents, comes back to the Lord, and then retakes that leadership. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Is that in line with, is that, you, you oh, think that's good? 100%. Yeah. Does that help? I think I think it really helped. I I think that empowers wives to mm-hmm. to do that because I, I think some women, at least in my experience, what 
what they're hoping happens is that another brother comes along and yep. yeah. and does the does that for yep. them. Um, sometimes I don't think that that's yeah. all the way realistic. I no, would. because you can. Uh, hold on, can you mind? Yeah, yeah. Men and women, we can hide anything. Mm-hmm. I can come in here and put a smile on my face, mm-hmm. and y'all have y'all. I'm just speaking in generality. Mm-hmm. People have no idea mm-hmm. the sin. In, in a person's life. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. What I mean is it's hard sometimes for brother, like men and men to recognize the depth of sin mm. because we're not as close as a spouse is every single day. That's I don't, where I was going. Okay, good. Yeah, like I don't know Alex's, and this mm-hmm. is good. Like I don't know um, all of your emotions. I don't know mm-hmm. how you are when you're tired, when you're happy, when you're sad. I can't identify those as well as someone who sees it every day. And that's that's where I wanted to hit hit on is the I think the the role of a spouse and like especially a wife is because this is the closest thing mm-hmm. as far as relationship goes in life that you you committing to this covenant to one another mm-hmm. all that a lot of it has to do I'm giving you full on permission mm-hmm. to speak into my life mm-hmm. to keep me accountable you know, like, again, the definition of accountability, you you give an account to the person who's given you the ability. Yeah. The ability of what? To be a husband. The ability to what? To be a father. That wife has given you the ability. You didn't have that ability prior. That's good. She submitted. So who's your? who are you truly accountable to? Your spouse. Your children. Mm-hmm. The accountability to a brother in the faith or a sister in the faith or a spiritual father or mother in the faith, there's a different relationship like, um, I don't even know how to really describe it. There's a, it's a different world. Yeah. But the one of a spouse, you know, I'm not trying to sound blasphemous when I say that a wife is like the Holy Spirit for you in your life mm-hmm. because they say things, their discernment for your life is on a different level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's never, I don't want to say never, from most cases, it's not coming from a, of a place of judgment, like judgmental and I want to crush you. Yeah. Mm. It's saying, I'm seeing something that will crush you. I want to take you wow. out of it. That's good. Yes. You know, I want to, here's my hand and I have the grace of the Lord to say, I forgive you, but come mm. get out of that, that hole, you know? And so that to, to me, that is. Ugh, I just keep getting uh, the picture of Christ and the church just keeps deepening and deepening yes. for mm-hmm. me, and I that's that's the that's, that's Christ's invitation. Right. Yes. And we the, yeah. and people who have a wrong view of God, He's just trying to crush me. He just wants to keep me down. No, no. He's pulling you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's saying, "Come, where things are better." You yep. know, like, I, oh yep. my gosh. Yes. So in our um, in our humanity, um, it, it it is a bit complex because. The, the nature of humans and our hurts and traumas or unhealthy people. Yeah. I get that a lot of times it doesn't perhaps go the way we yes. would have intended it because mm-hmm. maybe the spouse was unhealthy or the wife was unhealthy, yeah. you know, like in that context. Um, but when both parties are submitted, you know, yeah. um, to Christ and they believe in the power of the resurrection and the blood of Jesus, mm. like Let's go. this is, this is where I've given full permission. Let's speak into my mm-hmm. life. Mm. You know, call me to greater. Yeah. You know, um, identify the tactics of the enemy that he's trying to be sneaky in my mm-hmm. life. You know, 
And that's why I really feel that gentleness and slow to speak are probably two of the greatest things that I would say, please pray for earnestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Bible is very clear about asking earnestly for the gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Man, ask for gentleness and slow to speak. Why? Because it makes you really, really, really um, solidify your decision making and your actions. Yeah. You know, and it makes you think like it, when you're not a Christian, you become a narcissist because mm-hmm. at that point you start thinking of the steps that this decision will make. But under the, um, I would just say under God's leadership, you don't become Sorry. a narcissist. You actually become just a, a humble person, a servant, a servant. You, you know that if this decision will cause these things, but under Christ's authority, there's a lot of beauty mm-hmm. in these things, you know? Yeah. I gotta I gotta say, man, you you spit fire right there when you said you let's give our wives permission to speak into our lives and hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. Because again, they know a lot more about you than a lot of other mm-hmm. people. hundred oh, percent. But that it's even worse when they've known you since you were 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it was 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, uh, how do you know? But oh, where was that? That is um, we as men, we like in my mind, we like to flip that to think, well, that's not being a true leader. Like I shouldn't stumble. I shouldn't fail. A true leader does this. No, a servant leader, the one, a leader that God has called men to, we already said is humility, but it's just, Mm -hmm. Lord, I need help. Mm -hmm. I can't do this without you. So I know that you sent my spouse to help. So submit to her in a way that, I mean, that's leadership. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You're still submitting to each other, but you do have leadership and you're saying, help me and I will listen to you if you catch on to some things that that I'm doing and I'm falling away from the Lord. If we give our spouses permission to speak into our mm-hmm. lives, I think we're going to be on a, on a straight path more so than not. I agree. Yep. I agree. And I think it, just speaking from the conversations that I've had, that's why I asked that question. Yeah. Like, um, some relationships, they don't have that yet. Like yep. the wife doesn't feel like they have the permission to say it. So that's why they're praying God will bring a brother along to mm-hmm. say the hard things because they don't feel like they have mm-hmm. the space in their marriage to say the hard things. Well, then then we need to empower our wives because you do have permission. And that's why I'm loving this. I, first of all, I love that we're bringing this home anyways mm-hmm. because of course we're talking about ch- the church in the world not compromising to worldly beliefs. But gosh, sometimes we can be so focused on what's happening in the world, but we don't even know that we got to also stand up in our home. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. we'll be so focused on well, the ideologies of the world and not know there are things that are happening that are not of God in the home, but we don't feel like, wait, is that is that what we're talking about? Do I do I have permission to speak up against that in my yeah. my house and my marriage and my, you know. And let me say cuz I don't know who you're referring to and I don't want to know. No, so I'm yeah. speaking in general terms. Yeah. But this is a a marriage is a covenant. It's mm. not a dictatorship. Mm. And in a real covenant, you're allowed to share opinions with each other out of love. And I would believe that the people that you are referring to do truly love each other. Yeah. So and and it's it's many. Like right, right, right. there yeah, might yeah. be people listening, be like, are you talking about? I'm like, it's not no, even it's one, it's many. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, saying you I'm have someone in your mind. That, yeah, yes, yeah. We're not yes. highlighting a certain no. people, but this is just common. This yes. is it's it common is. in my marriage. It, it probably we've seen it for we've, we've yes. seen it many, many years in ministry. Oh, yeah. Yes. And there's a there's a lot of pastors who have fallen because of yeah. this side that the neglect it's just, it, it is a hundred percent tactic of the enemy to target husbands yes. and then you have wives and mothers who are spiritually wanting to be 
all in for Christ, mm-hmm. but because of their husband is yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of not really vibing mm-hmm. with that. If you could say it that mm-hmm. way, it's it's a common. I don't want to say a stereotype, but the enemy man, he's so slick and he's doing it again yes. and again and again, over and over and over again. Well, he hates marriage, and he he knows that it's the picture of Christ's love, yes. and mercy and grace for us every single day. Like so, he hates it and he'll attack it. The last thing I and I'll say this because I want to. I think it's important to say mm-hmm. now. We're, again, we've been talking about wives and confronting husbands. Mm-hmm. So Sally, if you want to speak on the other side, you can. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for ladies to understand too, you, we, we need you to do it with grace. Yeah. Now you're human. So I'm sure that when you've been lied to, there's anger. Yeah. That And in my point in all this is the first time you confront them, I love how you said it. I, I forgive you, but mm-hmm. you got to confess. You got to get it out. Mm-hmm. Once, once that's out, mm-hmm. then there is going to be, it's not just going to snap your fingers and go away. There's mm-hmm. going to be process for the spouse, both spouses, the man's going to still struggle with the, the desire mm-hmm. to fall into whatever it is. The the, the woman will probably f- struggle with fear of, is he going to fall back into mm-hmm. this or the, whatever? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be process. There is going to be consequences mm-hmm. for sin. Yeah, Anger might come up. I hate to say this, but there might be a little, not separation physically, but there might be some emotional separation until healing occurs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those things are normal. Yeah. But in the initial conversation and the conversations after, if both of them, sides come with humility and grace, those things will, will soften yeah. and the emotional restoration will occur a Absolutely. lot faster. There's, there's much work to be done on both sides yes. and women have to come from a place of, um, of great. I think, I think where people, where women might feel like they don't even have the permission are the verses taken out of context about submitting yeah, about, um, not being a nagging wife. Like that's, I hear that a lot. Their mm-hmm. fear of being a nagging wife, but, that's not bring, when they're in sin. Yes. If, if your spouse is in sin, that's not being a nagging wife. That's being a, a daughter of the Lord who might be the sword of the Lord in that moment to confront sin. Mm. That's it. Fire. I mean, I, I'm going to let you speak on like you're, mm-hmm. you're, what you're doing right now on this podcast is pastoring wives. I mean, yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah. going to wow. let you do that because, the Lord. Um, I, man. Well, I'm hoping I'm speaking into men too to say, guys, if, if you're woman, if you're, if you're in something, the chances are your, your wife knows Yeah, yeah. yeah she has some inclination. So well, don't let her confront you. Just confess. Don't it. make her feel, don't make her feel dumb just because her intuition's really right. on point. Yeah. Like, and you don't want to be embarrassed. You, like, Cause that's, that's how sin, you bro. continue to crush spirits, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you're driving, you're driving a wedge further and further, further at, yeah. because you're lying and that continues to break trust. It continues to mm-hmm. incite fear and doubt. Um, uh, you know, and you're you, ultimately, oh, I'm not trying to hate, it's just gaslighting. You're, mm-hmm. you're saying you're feeling whatever your intuition or your God given Holy Spirit discernment is, yeah. it's wrong because mm-hmm. I'm doing just fine yeah. when that's not the truth. Yeah. You're I'd allowed be, to say that. Men need to hear yeah. that. You know, I'm just being honest. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but my, my wife's discernment, it's on point. Mine too. And it sticks. And, uh, <laughs> and I've, I just, I've learned to love it. Like I've learned to love that, and she has such wise and very pinpointed. Like when she discerns something, I'm like I pay attention to mm-hmm. it. So the, the the thing that once was discerning my sins, and now we've overcome that, and now I get to see her operate in such a freedom. Like mm-hmm. when she does have a caution, hey, mm-hmm. I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, mm-hmm. as a husband, what am I going to do? Perhaps the Lord didn't reveal that to me, but I'm going to honor her. Mm. I'm going to honor, hey, you know what? I trust you because yeah. the Holy Spirit lives in you. 
you know? Yeah. And so that's the part of a husband and a wife, man. We're a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't have lack, uh, false leadership in thinking, well, well, that wasn't revealed to me. I was about to say, that's true right. leadership is saying, I, I trust you mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm following you. Yep. And also that makes it a lot easier to be followed. Yeah. Like I just, and it's a different, it's different giftings. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, the, the, the beauty and the power of a man in masculinity and the beauty and the power of a woman, you know, like God created this. This is his perfect creation. And so we need to trust both parties, mm-hmm. you know, and accept the gift things when you go come into covenant. Yeah. So mm. let's go. That's good, guys. Well, I we are halfway through these verses and it is 7.45. I'm wondering if we could wind down. I think that mm-hmm. even that unexpected snip, I had no clue we were going to go yeah. into this thing for men and for women, husbands and wives and marriage. I, I think it's... Um, I hope that it hits people in a good way. I hope men listen. Um, and wives, maybe you're, maybe this is your end to the conversation. It's you send them this podcast and say, we mm. got to talk about some things, you wow. know? Um, and so I hope that that, I hope that that's true. Um, um word for, cause I know a lot of people that listen to this don't have spouses. Yeah. And I think it's important too, is I know we were heavy on men and women, but you might have a friend, mm-hmm. um, coworker, you might have a family member, and it's the same same yes. situation. You you can still speak into their lives if it's with grace and humility. If you're trying to help them out of a struggle of sin, and I, maybe it's worth mentioning, this isn't. Uh, it's not necessarily. Yes, evangelize. Yes, talk to people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. This is. I I happen. I mean, I think this is for people also in the church. If you see someone who claims Christ but is also following another gospel. Hmm. This is where we're really called to be bold yes. in that. You know what I'm saying? Don't so, be of, silent. Course, of course, you want to be bold in the world that doesn't know Jesus at all, um, but you want to be kind and gracious and everything like that. But I'm, we're talking specifically people who would say that they love Jesus, but they're living according to another Jesus or another mm. God, as for Second Corinthians says, another Jesus or another gospel or another spirit. Yeah, you're discerning and if that something may there. Confuse people. Please don't get confused. The the Jesus that we preach has holes in his hands. Yes. Has mm. a pierced side. Yes. Like <laughs> yes. that is that is who we preach. Yes. But other people want to portray Jesus yes. to something that that's not what he preached. That's not how he walked. That's mm. not how he treated people. The Jesus who went to the went to the adulterous woman, but mm-hmm. not the one who not the one who said, Go and sin no more. Come on. Man. That's fire. Like this is this is real, and that's why I, I just don't want people to ca- have a confusion. Like, what do you mean people preach a different type of Jesus? People do, yeah. yeah. And this is what's causing so much chaos and confusion, and you yeah. know, in the modern church. Yeah. They teach band aid Jesus, not Christ crucified mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and resurrected. He mm-hmm. <laughs> he died. Like mm-hmm. he yeah. he not only died, like he was tortured. Yeah, the amount of blood that was shed. The entirety of the process from the garden all the way mm-hmm. to the very last breath. This is not. This is not a different Jesus that people proclaim. Like again, yeah. I love that example. Here's the adulterous woman. Sin no more. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's not continuing your sin. Mm-hmm. Or, or hey, I made you this way. Keep doing that. Yeah. Ooh. No, 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 no. Or, no. or that sin is okay. Yeah. He didn't you excuse know? the sin. Yeah. Like this is this is real. real real things, mm. you know? 
Can I say one more thing on all this note? Because yes, I think of it. Of course you can. Um, if you're, if whoever you are, if you feel like, and this is confronting anybody, I think we look at the example in these letters of how Jesus confronted the churches. He first said, for most of them, you're doing good. Yeah. yeah. But here's something. So, and I'm thinking if I was, the re, people fall into sin in marriage. There's a lot of reasons, but yeah. I think behind it, there, there's a cause, right? There's mm-hmm. a source. And if I'm just thinking like, if my wife or your wife, if if you confronted somebody and you're like, listen, I know you're probably stressed at work. Mm-hmm. I must be, can mm-hmm. I just give some insights to, to, to women, to spouses? I, I, we, can I say that we carry a burden to provide for our family mm-hmm. and we have a desire to provide for our family. It's like in our manly genes is like, we want to give everything we can. Yep to our families yeah. and especially our spouses, yeah. if I'm being real, that's a burden and it causes a lot yeah. of stress. And so I'm just imagining there might be a lot of people who might be in between jobs, just switch jobs, might in financial problems and they use whatever they might be falling into as an outlet yes. to not feel that stress. And so I think it might be important if you're confronting, I'm taking a spouse to husband be like, look, I'm sure that you're stressed. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're struggling. I'm, you're working hard. Like, thank you for all you do but I think this might also be coming. Mm-hmm. And think about how wow. how easy, or not easy, think about how that will be received rather than, are you doing this? You know, I know you're working hard and that might've caused you to do this. Mm-hmm. I forgive you, but yes. we can't do it anymore. That's the tenderness of Christ. Yep. And what's he, what's he gonna do? He's gonna write a letter to people who are mm-hmm. literally in the face of death and being like, why didn't you do this and this and this? I oh, love that he honors what yeah. they're doing well. And that is, a, it's a, <clears throat> It's a good lesson for all of us in yeah. confronting someone and I don't to have wa- the tenderness of Christ, to see he, first of all, he's been tempted and tested in every way. And I, and I don't want to diminish the role of a wife. I know you, y'all have your own stresses with, with kids and work. And so that, and I'm also not excusing what they're falling into. No, no, There's the, a, the same would be for the husband. Yes, no, yeah. you don't come in like a freight train. Uh, just think of this example. Again, we'll just say it. The tenderness of yeah, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. He gave us the perfect example on well, how to confront. Yeah. Well, there's the the tenderness of Christ is the fact that he truly understands. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that approach as a Christ follower, or with your spouse or with just a friend, there's this part of discernment where it's like, the Lord's not only revealing to you the issue or the root, He's also saying, here's why. Yeah. Mm. And when you approach somebody, that's when you put your guard down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. man, the Holy Spirit truly understands mm-hmm. what I'm going through. That's good. You know, and that's why in counseling or um, when you're talking to your spouse, man, there, if you can just have the tenderness to be aware, you know, what perhaps triggered mm. or what perhaps caused, you know, that's where the I've seen the best like fruit in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the way I speak to my wife, yeah. you know, what triggers her, you know, like I know her past. So I know that, you know, it's just the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Don't do X, Y, Z because, yeah. you know, until it's healed, like, you know, so. Oh, well, we talk for three hours because h- half of that is, do we slow down enough to get to know our spouses in a real way? In a real not, way. And not just when Good you Lord. were dating them and this is who, your spouse has probably been 10 different people since y'all even got married mm-hmm. because they've experienced new things, new job happened, wow. new That's parts good. of their personality have come out or, you know, things that yep. they've, it's just Life. like whole it's thing. Life is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. not a one and done yeah. human. Like, yes. Time 
changes people and time continues, especially like in, in marriage through years, you continue to grow and shift and these little nuances. Yes. And, and that's the beauty of love is that you get to continue to know more and more of each other. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's why I always say like, we've talked about this, the perspective of God. What's your perspective of God? You think you know everything? The Lord says you will live with me in eternity. Eternity is a long time and there's <laughs> no end. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. He is so big that we're going to continue to fall more in love with him and get, continue to know more and more of him because he's endless. So in our physical Bro. time here, which is such a vapor, we will continue to know more of your spouse. If you think that there's everything to know about, you've learned everything there is to know about the eternal God. You don't need to know anything else. Why would you ever think that there's more mm -hmm. to know about your wife? Yep. Lord. Who's just like a finite being, no. you know? Well, and you know, no, not know soul wise. Yes, <laughs> yes, no, you yes. said it right. And so, so I just feel like no, I still, I still, not to get like too sideways, like I still laugh at at my wife's like little silly stuff, mm -hmm. like, and I want to continue to find like the pleasures of mm -hmm. life with her, you know, like, and so I just I say that all in context, where it's just like, you know, you've talked about. Familiar, um, familiarity and like um, being too comfortable mm -hmm. but we need to get away from mm -hmm. that you know um, oh this is two hours let's just go ahead and wrap it up <laughs> but right, I think it's perfect go read verse 17 and the Lord will tell you what that means okay well, like right now or in your no, own time I'm on their own time okay guys thank you for listening to two hours of the overflow podcast I feel like I this was a good one I hope oh, awesome. I hope that it's the one like you keep coming back to this send it to your spouse send it mm -hmm. to a friend send it to a co-worker um, and know that if you're receiving this it is because someone has loved you and um, is calling you up yes. they're not pushing you down they're calling you up that's good um, we love you and we'll be back next week on the overflow to talk about the fourth letter let's go um, to the fourth church what's that church's name the son of God the one whose eyes are like a fiery fiery I'll get that word right at Sunday. Flame and whose feet are like fine bronze says. I said, but what's the church's name? That's all you need to do. Okay. Oh. See you then. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.